Hi friends, this is 30 going on 13. So I'm in my 30s, but I feel like I'm just now learning things that I wish I would have learned when I was 13. Turns out I have a lot of learning and healing to do, and this is where I'm gonna do it. So let's go, it's time to grow. I have hit record. <laughs> Welcome to 30 going on 13. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you're here. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> All right, let me do a little intro. Hi guys, welcome back to 30 Going On 13. Today is a very exciting day because I have my first ever guest. My first ever interview. I'm so excited. And I think it's pretty fitting on who I chose. It's the one and only, my new best friend. <laughs> Kay! <laughs> what is up? This is an honor to be here. I wanna say thank you so much for choosing me. Real talk, like actually, thank Aww. you so much. This is so much fun. Of course. I'm so happy we met, like this is the best day. So the reason why I chose you, and so the people know, is because Kay and I talk for hours on end every single day, and it just hit me one day, like why don't we just do this, but hit record? <laughs> so that's what today's episode is gonna be. Just literally us talking, like we would talk at Mooney's after the gym, at the gym, on FaceTime. Lulu's, <laughs> yeah. the phone, the car, basically everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> so we're bringing those conversations here today on 30 Going On 13. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It's gonna be a fun one. Here wow. we go, baby. Episode 10, let's get it. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, my girl, welcome. Thank you so much. So happy to have you. It's an honor, really. <laughs> so excited. So I have so many questions. The first one is, what was your first impression of me? <laughs> Ooh, I love this. Okay, I remember what you were wearing. Do you? Yes. I don't. Yeah. You, Please tell. You were wearing like a white cropped half zip, which is like my my style AF. <laughs> um, and it had like a pink oh, trim yeah. on it. And you came over and I think you said like, oh, do you want to be partners? You were like so perfect. I don't know. Like it was like... <laughs> It was just very natural, very... And I was like, yeah, of course I want to be partners. Like, this is great. And I think we just hit it off, like, immediately. And to have a gym friend like that, like an actual lifting partner that you're like, yes, let's do this. This is great. You just know when you vibe with someone off the bat. Oh. Okay, so my first impression of you was... So I was brand new to OG. Like, OG is our gym, so we're going to reference OG a lot. So... I was pretty new to OG. When was that? When did we meet? I want to say like August. Yeah, I think it was August because yeah. I started end of July. Yeah. So I was fresh meat and I was so nervous to walk into that gym because the gym that we go to is really intense and the people there are no joke. Everyone's really strong. Girls have friends already there. Everyone's pretty established. It's just the first impression I got of the gym, but it's totally not that. It's like all welcoming. Everyone is so nice. But when you first walk into a new place, obviously that's how you feel. So that was me, fresh me. I was a twig, like didn't know what, the, what I was doing. And there's a lot of partner work at our gym. So I just remember walking in and being like, oh my God, feeling like that kid in the school cafeteria, like where do I sit? And so I remember looking around at everyone and then I was like, okay, that girl. She's my target. I was like, she looks so cute. She looks so nice. Which you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but my bad, I did. And remember that was our first ever workout together yes. was the tricep, um, what was it? Skull crushers. Skull, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so skull crushers. And I looked at the board. I was like, okay, I think I can do this. She looks cute. And then I just like introduced myself and I said, hi, can I be your partner? And she was like, yeah, of course. And that was a wrap. That was it. That was it. And same thing, because I am so shy. The 
shyest person ever. I would never, <laughs> like, shout out to you because I would never go up to somebody and be like, hey, do you want to be my partner? Like, I would kind of just hope that somebody else didn't have a partner. <laughs> and that's basically how I wind up with somebody just by default. So when you came over to me, I was like, oh my God, she wants to, she wants to partner with me? Like, I was honored. Well, also to anyone listening, if you go to a gym for the first time or you're new somewhere, even if it's not the gym and you're scared because you don't know anyone there, just go up to someone and just say hi. Nine times out of 10, that person is very kind and will say hi back. Whatever you think is worst case scenario in your head won't actually happen. And so with Kay, I was just like, let me just shoot my shot. And I did. And I'm so happy I did. Like if I did not go up to you that day, we probably would have crossed past eventually mm-hmm. but our relationship has flourished so quickly this is the fastest that i've gotten so close to someone in my entire life same i i've had the same childhood friends literally forever and making especially making like new adult girlfriends I feel like is an Olympic sport. <laughs> Say that again. An Olympic sport Thank to you. make yes. new adult girlfriends, especially in mm-hmm. your 30s and especially in a gym, like a gym of all places and that type of gym where, you know, you just you're like really in the lion's den. So yeah. or at least it, you think that you are. Right. You're actually not. But making new adult girlfriends was something I, I didn't even it, like. I didn't think I was ever going to make a new friend ever. Same. I thought I had like my childhood friends and then my coworkers, mm-hmm. and that was the rest of my life <laughs> same exact thing with me which i'm sure a lot of people can relate to when you're in your 30s you think like life is established you think everything is just the way it's going to be forever until you try something new until you put yourself in a new environment and so literally just never expected this ever in my life i think when you're in your 20s i think you think that your 20s are like your establishing years like where you're gonna figure out your life once you're in your 20s everything's kind of set in stone and then when you turn 30 it feels like just this really big milestone of like okay whatever happened before the day that i turned 30 is like the only things that are gonna happen now that i'm 30 like 30 is the big number (laughs) and then you realize that that's completely wrong. You're always like evolving. You're always changing. You're always growing. Mm-hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing in your 30s, especially like meeting new people, trying new things. You're always growing. It's such a beautiful thing. It really is. And same exact thing with me. I had my childhood best friends, which I still have them, but they're all married with babies. They all moved away. I have one friend who lives in Long Island from my childhood group of six girls. So I was like, oh, all right, it's just me, myself, and I now in my 30s. Like, I don't have any girlfriends. Not that I didn't have girlfriends. I have a ton of girlfriends, but like true best friends were limited for me to just my childhood friends. So when I met you, and honestly, when I first met you, like, I didn't think we would be best friends. I just was like, oh, she's going to be my gym partner. And that's what we were in initially. We started DMing. Like, I think I slid into your DMs, yes. probably. I'm so aggressive. <laughs> my favorite slide into my DMs to date, I will Thank say. You. Thank you. That was so annoying. But I think I slid into your DMs. And then from there, I was just like, can I just have your number? This is annoying. And then I got your number. That's exactly what happened. And then we started just talking initially about the gym and when we were going because our gym does classes. So we always tried to link up 
and be partners. And then the when was the first time we hung out outside of the gym? Definitely Mooney's Day or no. Was it? Oh yeah, I think it was Mooney's. So Mooney's is our favorite coffee shop down the block from the gym. Yes, it was the time that we got I have I think I had like four coffees that day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally like eleven AM. But Story of my life. Yeah. And then we were there until four o'clock in the afternoon, like we always are. <laughs> yeah. Closing it out. Yeah. It wasn't like so intimidating for us. We just like migrated down the block and then continued our conversation. Yeah. And our first conversation, we talked about pretty deep things Mm -hmm. pretty quickly. We bonded over our ex-boyfriends and alcohol and stuff like that right away. Right. Right. Yes, because you were doing 75 hard. Yes. That that was the big thing. That was it. That we started to like really connect on was you were doing 75 hard and I basically had not I had not drank all summer. Yeah. Not doing 75 hard at that time. I had already. And we were just talking about the role that alcohol has played in our lives and currently plays and was gonna play Mm -hmm. and that was a big topic of conversation like literally Mm -hmm. first day i think of our workout together we talked about that and i thought it was the coolest thing to meet another female my age who currently wasn't drinking and i was not drinking because i was in 75 hard but she was just not drinking willingly like just on her own And I was like, whoa, is is this a thing? People don't drink alcohol? And my mind was blown. And in 75 Hard, my mind was already changing and shifting. And so meeting someone like you helped my brain just realize there's so much else out there that you have no idea about. And to go back to the being 30 thing, I think that you establish your relationship with everything in your life. And then you establish your relationship with alcohol. And I think that you think that your relationship with alcohol is going to be the same way all the time. And even that can evolve and change because I had met someone who similarly like wasn't drinking, wasn't drinking willingly, wasn't doing 75 hard or any type of challenge or anything like that. And I was struggling with my own relationship with it based on my past events and like one person in particular, really, like it just really turned me off to the whole alcohol Mm -hmm. thing. So having met someone who was also in their 30s who was not drinking had me being like, oh, wait a minute, I could not drink and I can still go out and still have friends and still like do this whole life Mm -hmm. thing. And it doesn't have to be this giant, you know, elephant in the room of I need to drink to go out. So that was the journey that I was on in terms of alcohol and then I met you and you were doing 75 hard so we were bonding over what that evolving relationship looks like and now that you're out of 75 hard and we are establishing still our relationship with alcohol and I don't know if it will ever like stop evolving that in particular along with like all other relationships as well like we still go out and have fun but sometimes we just don't get trashed yeah (laughs) sometimes Sometimes we do No, I think that's a really good point. It's like, I have been drinking since I was, I think I started eighth grade summer. Sorry, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Later than that, but also same. Sorry, mom. (laughs) When did you start? I was older. I think I was like a senior, definitely a senior in high school. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I I, thought that I was like going to be that girl that was like going to be straight edge and hold out. And I was like, mad. I was like mad at my friends. And then I'll never forget like the summer that everything changed. We like got into my parents liquor (laughs) cabinet. And then I just started hosting like parties every weekend. Parties, parties, parties. So I started hitting it hard in eighth grade, like eighth grade summer. So I was going into high school and it wasn't like I was hitting it hard. Like I wasn't getting trapped 
trash but i remember my first experience was mike's hard lemonade on my friend's roof (laughs) and so i've been drinking since then literally since age what is that 15 maybe even 14 14 right yeah eighth grade's younger than that so 14 started consuming alcohol and everyone around me was doing it that's why i started and then i was like okay this is just the norm i knew nothing else besides drinking alcohol like socially at least that was what everyone was doing in high school i came in as a freshman everyone was doing it parties me and my girlfriends would go to like senior parties junior parties and just we were around it all the time and at that same time too i was always in relationships so that was all i knew was alcohol and boyfriend and i did not know anything else Mm -hmm. until i turned 30 years old which is wild that number is just so significant for me but it's just crazy how like now going to the gym meeting so many people who just don't drink i'm like what like this it's so sad to me that i was so late to the game but like i'm glad i'm here because some people i think never arrive Mm -hmm. but it is really sad that society makes drinking alcohol so normal and not that it's wrong because we love to have a good time too and like let loose and drink a little bit here and there or like we said get drunk sometimes but it's not weird if you don't drink exactly and it's okay to drive your car and have a drink and then leave after one drink or stay like like hours after yeah the other day we went out what a week ago Mm -hmm. i had i think i had two drinks for the entire night we were out from like god only knows what 7 p.m to like 3 (laughs) a.m and i got pulled over on the way home and I was fully confident. I mean, it was three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was fully confident. Cop pulled me over, gave me the whole like pen test and everything, which obviously I passed because, yeah, I had been out with friends, like hanging out, having a good time the whole night, but I just didn't drink. And I, I think that that's so normal or at least needs to be normalized yes. because it's okay to like go out and have fun and you actually have a better time because then you can go to the gym the next day. Yes, exactly. And you had said something to me, something about, I'm going to butcher it, so you have to say it, but it was like when you go out it's like a four activity on the scale of one to ten and then when you compare that to like a workout a workout is like a ten activity on your rating scale so continue explaining it better that's pretty that's pretty good like for me the the journey that i was going on and i still feel this way is drinking is a level let's say two activity it's fun it's fine i can still go out and have like if you separate drinking and going out. So drinking is a level two activity. Going out is like, I don't know, let's say a level six activity. Going to the gym and having like a Sunday, what I would consider a Sunday fun day, which is run club, (laughs) Mm -hmm. class, and then like smoothies after. That's like a level 11 activity. So if I'm sacrificing a level 11 activity for a level two activity, which is drinking, that just does not equate in my book. And that's a no brainer. Like once I did the math on that, quote unquote, I was like, yeah, I'm good on drinking. I don't, I don't, I can still go out and have a good time and have a level six activity, which is going out and having fun, but I'm not going to sacrifice it for my, you know, tried and true yeah. Sunday fun day. I loved that so much when you told me that. And it helps with my decision making, that way of thinking. And I also heard something, which I think I might have mentioned it on another episode, but going out at night and like staying up all night and drinking, getting really drunk, borrows happiness from tomorrow. Amen. I love that. (laughs) I couldn't agree with that more. It's so true, right? Like when you're so drunk and you get hungover the next day, it ruins your plans. You have such a bad workout. You can't get your errands done. It's miserable. And Mm -hmm. it's all because you decided to get really drunk. Now I'm trying to find balance in that. But it's just like all these things to think about now and like 
you said, it's an ever evolving relationship. I'm just still learning my relationship to it. And I'm grateful for having a friend like you who she really doesn't drink much when she goes out. And I look at her and I'm like, oh, I should probably do that too. (laughs) So it's really all about like who you surround yourself with too. I think that's super important. And luckily our gym has given us a lot of people that we can like look up to. And at the end of the day, like everyone just shows up to the gym. That's what keeps pushing us forward is the gym is a healthy outlet like that. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm glad we talked about that because I feel like we connected a lot on alcohol when we first met. Same. And I think that we still do really because my other friends, some will go out and go crazy and some will like never go out. And it's been great to have you where we like align where we're kind of like within within a range where we can like actually get things done and also like i really think that the gym is such a huge part of it because it's more than just the gym it's that the gym is a value that we both share and I think that you feel the same way. My decision to go to that gym, to that type of gym, and to like be within that sphere of people was a very intentional choice. Yeah. And we connect on those types of levels because those are values, like unwritten, unspoken, whatever the word is, that it is just like it lives there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, but <laughs> you get it if you go there and you're yeah. that type of person. It's so true. There's just a different breed of people that go to our gym Mm -hmm. and it just pushes us to be better people and just stay motivated. And it's fun. I don't know if everyone else in that gym has as much fun as we do, but we walk in there and let's say we don't see each other for like two days because I think that's the most we go without (laughs) seeing each other now, but we don't see each other for like two days. Every time we walk in the door and see each other, immediate vibe shift like we're just so happy to be there the music it's like you're in a club Mm -hmm. the music is so good all the time it's so hard to get a good workout and like not dance or sing and it's so fun it's like if i could do one activity over and over again and i only could do one thing for fun for the rest of my life it would be go to that gym same and that's why that's a level 11 activity for me (laughs) because like I live for a Sunday. I yes. live for that. And my Sundays now look a lot different than they used to look Yeah. when I was in a relationship or like wondering if I was going to go to brunch or like, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and then you're just cashing in the whole day. Yeah. It's just, it's not great. Not the vibe. And my Sundays now look way happier than they used to. <laughs> yeah, same. I would wake up with anxiety on Sundays, every Sunday, without fail. Just like contemplating what I'm doing with my life mm-hmm. and then barely scraping by to buy groceries that day. Same, same. And I would wake up on Sundays. I mean, the thing that I came from, I would wake up, God only knows what state, wondering where this person was, yeah. all that type of stuff. And then also feeling pressured to have a a real Sunday fun day, like a brunch type of day, which is just not the type of person that I am. But that was like the only option for me to sustain that relationship was to basically like pick a brunch spot and like go there and be drunk all day. And I knew that that was not for me. (laughs) And so, yes, going to this type of gym and really living who you really are and making decisions that are in alignment with what really makes you tick will change your life. (laughs) I agree with that. Okay, so now we finished talking about alcohol. We'll probably talk about it more. It'll come up again. But um, we're both single. We are both single. (laughs) We are both single. (laughs) Which is another thing that we connected on immediately. Mm -hmm. We both got out of relationships this year. Yes. So when did your relationship end? My relationship ended in May. Early, early May. Like the first week. Officially ended in May. Okay, so mine ended May 17th. 
so so aligned so like that's another thing about our friendship is like so many things in our timelines align i did not know you were may 17 i didn't know you were early may why didn't we ever talk about this before (laughs) i think i was i was either i mean i guess i was technically may 6th oh my gosh or 7th i mean well actually it's funny that we're talking about that because my friend she was always in relationships too and she calls the day that she broke up with her ex her independence day I love that. I'm stealing so, it. <laughs> thank you, Alex. So May 17th is my Independence Day. And May 6th is your Independence Day. My Independence Day is May 6th. So I we are celebrating that. May 6th, 2024 and May 17th, 2024. I am going wild. We are doing all the things. Same. On those days. Same. <laughs> I feel, I, I mean, obviously, I've never had an Independence Day in any other relationship besides the one that I just got out of. And I swear the other day I was driving and I was saying to myself, the ending of that relationship is so critical mm-hmm. to everything in my life changing this past year that I will like truly I will celebrate that day it's changed us so much like that was literally a shift in who we were as humans Mm -hmm. so we're gonna definitely celebrate for sure May is gonna be May is lit Lit. (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're both single now Mm -hmm. as of May yeah glad we figured that out How has single life been for you? I guess I want to start with like in May, we could start there. You don't have to go into detail about that. I want to more focus on our today single life. But like the transition from your last relationship to being single to now where you're at. If you can talk about that transformation. Mm -hmm. So when I very first became single, I was elated. Truly, like I was so happy. I was very scared. I want to say I didn't know what to expect, but it was almost tangible, like the excitement in my chest, because I just knew, I knew everything was about to just shift. Like I knew that the world was about to be like on fire in a good way. It was really scary. There was a lot of nerves going on at that time. I mean, for the obvious reason of like Mm -hmm. leaving a very long-term, very serious relationship. And then... Also, like, the excitement, like, that alchemy was just, oh, my God. I wish I could bottle that up and sell it. Um, and then, you know, like, you kind of hit the the downs where you're like, oh, my God, did I make the right decision? Like, you know, all of a sudden now, I'm at the time I was 31, I'm like, well, now I'm 31 and I'm single and these dating apps and, like, I have to date? Like, this is crazy. Who do I date? Where do I meet people? I was not going out because I was not drinking. So... I was not really intent on meeting people, but it definitely was something that was like in the back of my mind where I was questioning, like, should I have left this relationship? And now I'm thriving. (laughs) (laughs) Thriving. As far as dating goes, like dating, not dating, either way, I'm so clear with who I am and what really makes me happy. And knowing that living in that state that like heightened state of doing all the things that are so you like the us you that is going to be the most amazing relationship that you attract not chase attract Mm -hmm. and so now being single and developing this immense self-love and this relationship with yourself that you've never had before and along with that i posted for your birthday and basically said how we used to think that love could only come from men and we would 
be in relationships, thinking that that was just what we had to do and that's where we could find love. Tell me about how that idea has changed with your girlfriends. Like how has our relationship with each other, how has that changed your perspective on love? Complete 180. Like I said, I love my childhood friends, best friends, sisters, like I love them. And then compared to relationships, I never expected to feel the fulfillment that I thought I would get out of a relationship from friendships, from like a good group of girlfriends who are just, we're all on the same page, we're all single, we share the same values, going to the same gym. Like, I don't want to bring up the gym again, but But like- we will, the entire episode. Yes, (laughs) but it's true because it's just, it's a values thing. I never expected to feel fulfillment, the true meaning of the word fulfillment in friendships from girlfriends who have your back that you can trust that are just like you can say anything to <laughs> like when I mean I was super stressed just now an hour ago when I came, I was like I have so much to do I have so much work to do and the second I just like said it and just talked about it and when we have our like anxiety on Sundays yeah. when we just sit down at a bagel shop and mm-hmm. like spew everything we were like, oh my God, I feel so much better. This is the type of fulfillment and love and support and trust that you hope that you will get out of a relationship, like a relationship with a man, that I never even, I never knew that this existed in, in a friendship with girlfriends. It's really something special and I wish this for everyone. And I also, I also think that it is something that I didn't know I was missing out on. Yes, I just like agree with everything you're saying. And we've talked about this before too, where we just didn't know that this could exist because we didn't have it. And then now that we have it, we like feel bad for the men that are going to date us because they have a lot to measure up to. Because the love that I have for you guys and that you guys have for me and the level of trust and support, all those things you mentioned, if a guy doesn't give one of those things to me, I don't need him because I have you guys. And that is so special to me, which I have my best friends from home also, but everyone has their own life. Everyone, like I said, lives in a different state or has a husband, all of those girlfriends, so to have you guys nearby, where literally yesterday I left my sneakers at home and <laughs> was driving two hours from Brooklyn to try to make my gym class. And Tess, our other best friend, was like, you're not missing this class. We're doing this together. What do I need to do? I was like, well, I don't have a key for you. Like, you can't get in. She's like, I'm driving 25 minutes to your house right now. And is there a window open? I was like, oh, my God. Actually, I locked a lot of them, but I think there is a window open. And so she literally drives 25 minutes out of her way, like completely opposite direction of where the gym is drives to my house goes into my backyard moves a cooler she's short so like she could not reach the window (laughs) climbs on top of the cooler opens the window breaks into my house to get one pair of sneakers for me so that i could make it to the gym that's exactly my point is that if i have you girls whenever i need you at any time of day in any way that that looks i don't need a man Mm -hmm. and like i would like one Obviously, I want one, but I just don't need one in the way that I felt like I always used to. The relationship, like the the connection and the friendship truly reminds you of your worth. Like if your friends can treat you with that level of respect, Mm -hmm. love, kindness, connection, like all of those things, then like you truly make me feel more worthy of somebody 
who like needs to rise to that occasion like if you aren't doing that for me i don't need a man to do that for me 100 percent. i don't need that either i can get it from myself or i can get it from my best friends if you're not adding value to my life and if you're not making things better and making me feel as worthy as my friends make me feel yes. then next goodbye <laughs> goodbye oh my gosh i i love this for us so much and it's so true like when we so we have group chats with all the girls and we're all single so we're dating we're trying to figure this thing out with guys we have our things going on and whenever like one of us you know gets down in the dumps about some guy not answering or something the immediate responses from all of us like no way do not text him you are a badass just the amount of hype that we give each other in seconds is insane and it just like it truly truly lifts us up in the times that we feel like garbage Mm -hmm. there was that i don't know if it's a reel or a gif or a tiktok or whatever whatever it is the wording is i feel terrible for you said it before Mm -hmm. i feel terrible for the man that is trying to date me because they have to compete with my female friendships and i never understood that like i always thought that that was just fluff like Mm -hmm. who says that like that's silly like oh she's just trying to like hype up her friends and like make her friends feel good about their Mm -hmm. relationship and then i got it and i was like wait that real is true (laughs) i get it now i get it that's exactly what i felt too and thanksgiving just passed so we were talking in our group chat about me hosting a friendsgiving at my house i just moved into this house in may so i and i love hosting and i know you love hosting too so i was like well obviously it's my first thanksgiving single and in this house, I'm definitely having a Friendsgiving. And now I have girlfriends to actually invite to come over. And we had a Friendsgiving. And I think it was still like the best night since then. Like It, it was it was the best night. And it was like three days notice. And in my head, I'm like, this girl's really going to host us at her house right now with three days notice. I would like, need to cancel my whole life to like be ready. But nope, you pulled all, all the stops out. We had food. We had games. We had fun. It was amazing. It was so fun. And we didn't drink at all. It was completely sober. And we were crying, laughing. And that is just the point of all of this conversation. It's just like, I hope that people listening can understand that this type of friendship, this true deep connection exists because we didn't know it existed like this at our age. Let me say that because we do love our childhood friends for sure. But to now be single at 30, 31, 32, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It is horrifying. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same way when I was ending my relationship in May. I was horrified. I literally contemplated staying in the relationship to just do what everyone else was doing. Every time I opened my phone on Instagram, and even still to this day, someone's married, someone's pregnant, someone's engaged, or someone's on a vacation with their boyfriend. (laughs) So... At that time, when I was, like, contemplating breaking up with him, I knew it wasn't right, the relationship, but I was holding on because I'm like, well, I'm 30. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then to have, like you said, it was really scary, but also that level of excitement that, like, what else is out there? There's so much to be seen, so much to do. And when I finally did it, it's just like, I'm I'm a completely different person today than I was in May. 100%. 100%. And even in the time that I've known you, you've grown yeah like with i mean we met in what technically august uh, i guess august yeah 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 it was it was august so what is that four months like you've grown in four months like so much yeah and i think i attribute some of that to you guys a hundred percent oh no i definitely do too right yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Because, like, you guys keep me sane. You guys keep me grounded. You guys remind me of how special and beautiful I am and how lucky you guys feel to be my friend. Like, just all of this love that you guys give me just makes me love myself more. And I feel like this is so maybe not underrated. I'm sure it's not underrated, but maybe overlooked is the right word. Laughter. Yeah. We <laughs> laugh. And that was something that wow, for yeah. sure was missing in my life, which I don't know if I realized until right now when I just said it. <laughs> like, I have laugh lines because I am just like dying laughing all day. I was at my desk. Is it Saturday? Today is Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I was at my desk yesterday, just in the group chat, watching everything like unfold in the group chat. <laughs> and I was supposed to have plans, which I didn't. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I'm going to have laugh lines tonight because I just have not stopped smiling, laughing. And it is the best medicine. Even when we were in the bagel shop, we were like oh spewing gosh. our lives, like talking about oh. all this like like not fun stuff, <laughs> but dying laughing about it. It's just the best medicine. It is so overlooked. I know, obviously, that that's like the most cliche saying ever, yeah. right? But find some friends that you can laugh with because it will heal your soul. <laughs> no, 1 million percent. And we laugh every single day, multiple times a day. The group chat is absurd like i never knew how much i needed that group chat until we created it i think that i mean to go to go back to like the practical things of in your 30s making new girlfriends which is not something i ever thought was even on the radar i didn't even think that happened like i thought that was like a phantom like sitcom stuff yeah so you make new girlfriends and the only thing i wanted two things my whole life i feel like i wanted two things i wanted to be invited to a friendsgiving which happened in a matter of like i said 48 hours and to be in a group chat and i remember like trying to start a group chat with my childhood (laughs) friends and like obviously they're all friends with each other they're like they're great i love him i love them but they were like what are you like hey <laughs> like no 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 you're supposed to be funny and, and like banter back and forth with me they're like lol i'm like no you're doing it wrong so you don't get it you the don't get group it. chat popped up it has it's non-stop it's always going and it gives me life it gives me life i that love is it is so well put so because i have a group chat with my best friends from home too and but like we don't use it they have babies so they'll send like baby pictures or like obviously we want to know these updates like we want to see them or like trying to plan getting together that's more of like what that group chat is for and i'm not shitting on that at all anytime i see their names i'm like oh yay like i get really excited but it's a completely different vibe than our group chat which is totally understandable but i didn't even know how much i desired it i knew i always wanted a friendsgiving too that was something i always wanted was to host a friendsgiving which i did and then having a group chat like that was not on my list Mm -hmm. but now i can never live without it same like the amount of voice notes that we send each other every day and those reels where it's like when you're listening to your friend's voice note as if it's a podcast and you're just like walking around cleaning your house like that's literally us i listen to the voice notes and i'm hysterical laughing every single time it's little things Things like that that we can laugh about and we can like make light of but those are the things that make the friendships and the connections authentic like mm-hmm. when you are hearing someone's inflections in their voice when they're sending you like what should i wear on this date yeah. videos like all those little things like that is what friendship is made of voice notes are very intimate they are they are so <laughs> times are very intimate yes they are <laughs> they definitely are yes so our voice notes also consist of a lot of our delusions yeah and we hype each other up about it though like mm-hmm. we completely support each other's delusions which i think is 
is also very important in friendship. Yeah. It's it's part of being single. Like yes. the the being single, I I've really like embraced being single. And I, I know you have too. Mm-hmm. Like we're kind of like wanting to be single mm-hmm. because in all seriousness, y- you never know when that part of your life is going to start. <laughs> you never oh, know yeah. when it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so important to have that time to yourself in, like, a, not a cliche way, but to date mm-hmm. and to know what you like and to know what your green flags are, what your red flags are, like, what, like, really makes you tick and lights you up and is going to, like, complement you in a way that elevates your life because we're good single yeah we're like more than good (laughs) we're good (laughs) but yeah being single is so special for us now because we don't know when it's going to come to an end Mm -hmm. and obviously we do want to get married we do want to have kids do you want to have kids because i think you had mentioned actually now that i say we i'm like wait i don't know if you want to have kids question mark i don't know question mark okay question mark. i love that for you for a long time it was a no and i've questioned that obviously a lot and question mark tbd tbd i love that i honestly love that so much for you Mm -hmm. and i'm so happy that i just asked you that question yeah because you know how many people listening to this will probably be like same yeah and i think the more the older that we get i mean our generation's weird weird because we were supposed to be married in our 20s we were supposed to but then we all went to college Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then our parents all made us think that we needed to go to college to get jobs and then none of us got jobs from college (laughs) yeah and And we're just paying off student loans and and now we're all drowning in student (laughs) loans and none of us have houses except for you (laughs) (laughs) and we live in apartments and all all that juicy stuff and so really like i feel like time passes and you get older and all this blueprint Mm -hmm. that our parents had where they got married in their early 20s they had kids in their early 20s they maybe didn't go to college they just worked 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 Mm -hmm. and they expected you to do the same thing just out the window once college entered the scene it just was out the window so now we're all in our 30s we're all wondering are we having kids? Are we all having kids? Are we not having kids? Is there kids? enough time to have kids? <laughs> yeah, like how old do I need to be to stop having kids, start having kids, all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm here to offer unpopular opinion, possibly. It's okay to question if you want kids or not. I love that. Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that because <laughs> I feel like I don't really meet women at our age that can just say, I don't know if I want kids. And so I feel like it's important to talk about that too for all the women out there who just don't know. And that's okay to not know. I'm sure there's men out there that don't know if they want kids or not. Just because we're women doesn't mean we have to have kids. I think that also going into the dating world, especially dating men who may have kids, I do question whether a guy who has kids is judging me thinking that I don't want to date them because they have kids, but little do they know I don't know if I want kids. Yeah. So it might not be the end of the world if you have kids. Right. Less work for you in terms yeah. of giving birth and all that. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, like not to go all the way deep, but I'm not opposed to like adoption. I'm definitely not opposed to dating a man who has kids. That's so, for sure. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Such an interesting take. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I talked about this with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes today's episode. I think my first interview went amazing. It was very long, so I decided to break up the interview into, I think I'm going to do three episodes. So this was episode one. In the next episode, we'll go more into detail on our current dating life, Hinge, 
I made Kay get a hinge. So we talk about that and boys and fun stories and all of that stuff. So stay tuned for that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoyed getting to know me and my new bestie. I had so much fun recording it and I hope you guys had fun listening. So I hope this episode helped you in the way that it helped me. And if it did, then please tune in for the next one on Tuesday. And until then, happy healing. (laughs)